Welcome to The Reality Revolution. I'm your host, Brian Scott. I have some interesting channelings from Quo today, talking about a variety of topics as we move through this shift. Quo is a group of higher density beings channeled by LL Research that offers powerful answers to a variety of spiritual questions. We begin with the channeling delivered on April 18th. 1982. Carla Channeling. I am Hatan. Side note, Hatan and Latui are part of Quo. So when I read those particular entities, they are Quo. I am Hatan and I am now with this instrument. We are listening to the sounds that surround you, the singing of your birds, which has begun again in your season of spring. The cycle has turned, new life begins. The world echoes the sounds of nature. Beautiful musical piece. My friends, if you would but take a little extra of your time to sit and quietly listen, the world around will speak of many things and you, if you listen, may begin to become aware of the simple, the profound lessons that the world around you offers. My friends, you are part of an illusion and learning experience that allows you to become aware of the love and light of the Creator. In your illusion, as awareness is slowly achieved, a balance will become more and more evident to you as you begin to find your place in the workings of your world. Each person has a place on the scale, a scale that has many of your years been unbalanced, ever teetering, but is slowly beginning to change this as more and more seek to be a part of the world instead of centered simply on what they perceive as their physical needs. This scale, though leveling, is still unbalanced, yet your world, you are slowly riding this. Each of you, as you become more aware, aid the planet and your own self in your growth in this period of transition. We join you and would aid in whatever way that we may. You need but call and we shall be with you in your meditations. We are your brothers and sisters. We would now at this time pause to allow our brothers and sisters of Latos to pass among you so that those who wish may feel their conditioning vibration. We will pause now and then transfer to another instrument. I am Hatan. I am Hatan and I greet you, my friends, in the love and in the light of our infinite creator. I continue through this instrument, I and my brother Latos. Thank you for the opportunity of blending our vibrations with yours. It is a great blessing to share consciousness with you. Please know that if this sharing is of value to you, you need only ask for it at any time. To conclude our thoughts for this evening, we would continue to speak upon the subject of those times that are in what you call your immediate future. We are aware that this topic is upon the minds of many, and we wish to thank each of you that you have not single-mindedly attempted to discover details of prophecy concerning specific events which are part of your planetary entry into the full dimension of love. My friends, it is not that we cannot speak to you of these things. We would take this opportunity to attempt to express to you our perceptions of the difficulties involved in the transference of specific information through conscious channeling. The contact such as we have through this instrument is a free will contact. This instrument receives impressions of concepts of a crystalline nature 
that is there below or other than words. This instrument then cloaks these concepts in the vocabulary with which this instrument is most comfortable. In any free will contact of this nature, we expect and encourage a certain amount of communication by the instrument through the instrument as well as communication by the confederation through the instrument. This portion by the instrument consists of those biases, concepts, and ways of approaching subjects that are unique to that instrument and therefore make our very simple message more varied, more inspiring, and more interesting to those who seek and who listen to these communications. This same free will, my friends, causes specific information to be quite difficult to transmit, for as we transmit, we ourselves are functioning in free will. We cannot know that which is the future to you, but can only know probabilities, for it is your free will which determines which future your peoples shall achieve. Therefore, when an instrument is repeatedly asked for specific information for dates, for places, and for plans of catastrophe, there are others willing to be less than truthful, willing to give specific dates and places and plans, and so we lose our instrument. It is a gradual process, and one which we are very glad has not yet begun with this group at this time. For my friends, there are important concerns in your immediate future, as you call it, that have to do only peripherally with the undoubted fact that the topography of your earth will change somewhat as a result of the stresses within it at this time as it must adjust to the new vibrations of the new age as you call it. That which is important to you, my friends, is your own inner balance, your own inner awareness of your identity, your essence, and your beingness. For as long as you breathe the air of this planet, you'll be able to offer under any circumstances whatever that beingness, that essence, that identity. One of your great poets, many, many of your years ago, wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of death, I shall fear no evil. This was, of course, a translation from another language. But the concept, my friends, is infinitely important compared to the details of earth changes. We ask you to be aware that at each moment, presences guard you in life and in death. Your consciousness is not subject to this death. You have, before incarnation, chosen some things which you may wish to do. You did not make these plans with the intention of knowing them ahead. You made these plans knowing that at each point that something was required of you, you would have the free will to choose the manner of your beingness. We realize that in your daily illusion, the events, the cataclysms, the mounting strangeness of the times in which you live may well seem to be far more important than your own disciplined understanding of who you are. But my friends, your seeking of that understanding is the only burden to carry in those days to come. For the more of your identity that you're able to fathom, the greater your light will shine in a very dark world. And like the great lighthouse which guides the ships to harbor and warns of a craggy rock and dangerous gale, those within the view of your simple beingness will gain a safe kind of harbor until they themselves can begin to seek for themselves. The days to come, my friends, are indeed a life and death situation, but these are the ingredients of which your illusion has always been made. That which is different is that the harvest is upon you. Prepare that part of yourself, therefore, which shall endure. Prepare not for catastrophe, but for joy. Not for darkness, 
but for light, not for fear, but for hope, and never doubt that you are one with many, many brothers and sisters who share with you the hope of love and light for all the peoples of the earth. I am Hatan. I leave you with my friends in the love and light of our infinite creator. Latui. I am Latui and I greet each of you in love and light. We've been waiting patiently for our opportunity to speak to this group, and this evening our wait has been much easier than usual, for we also have been most engrossed in the message our brothers and sisters of Hatan have shared with your group. We at this time would hope that our encore, shall we say, shall be of equal value or some value approaching that of the message you have heard this evening. We would now ask if there are any questions which we may attempt to answer this evening. Yes, I have one. I believe it is not terribly important, but a curiosity. It seems that a few years back, the message of then were that the harvest was coming and that there was very little time. Not very many people were going to make it. And for the first time I can recall, Hatan spoke to us about the balance and more and more people were going to the other side, understanding what this experience was all about. Is this in fact accelerating our people of the earth, understanding our purposes more? I am Mulatui and I'm aware of your query, my brother. The people of your planet are now experiencing those times which have been foretold by those whom you call prophets. The so-called last days of your great cycle of evolution. It is during these days that the experiences, the catalyst, and the opportunities for growth shall be increased manyfold, so that each entity upon your planet who seeks in any degree might have available to him or her much more of a fulcrum of energy, so to speak that shall act as a lever within the consciousness and move it great distances in comparison to where it was and where it could have been moved prior to this time. The reason for this, as many of you know, many fold, the entities now incarnating on your planet have for some period of time maximum possible polarization. Those entities who were nearest the harvest for the time grow short, and only those entities could benefit by now being incarnate on your planet this fact when combined with the fact that the inconveniences shall we say have well begun and do themselves provide much more opportunity for the seeking creates a situation in which if an entity wishes to know the truth of its being this truth is ever closer and less veiled shall we say to the entity who seeks it for those experiences which seem to be of major or minor cataclysmic effect those experiences of the shall we say sagging economy of the threats of nuclear war, of the prophecies of great earth changes, of the difficulties in interpersonal relationships, in the confusions of the personal journey of seeking. All these experiences and events magnify for an entity who seeks the truth, the ability to find that truth for each such experience does pose the question for the entity. The question being, what is the meaning of this life in which I experience and see these events? Question. I have a question from LL, was asking if gypsies were a race apart from others and perhaps like the Chinese who come from Deneb from a certain star system or a certain origin that was different than the other peoples of the earth. I am Latui and I'm aware of your query, my sister. To recount the origins of those whom your people call the gypsies is indeed a difficult task for one aspect of these entities that those here are aware of, that being the wandering nature is a facet which has colored these entities for their entire history shall we say, upon your planet. These entities, therefore, are of many roots, the majority of which coming from the areas of your Mediterranean Sea, 
have from times long past been the caretakers of the codes and systems of secret knowledge, that which follows the mystic path. Many schools of seeking the one creator have evolved upon your planet in its past. Each path has been fortified more or less, and its tenets have been propounded within the walls of the secret schools. There have been from time to time attempts by other forces to purge various cultures of these mystery schools and their secret rites, for they were considered other than a normally accepted society, and as is the case even unto this day in your own society, such entities who are too far removed from normal acceptance are often shunned and ostracized. Therefore, these entities known to you as gypsies have as their origins a variety of lands in the area which borders the Mediterranean Sea. Some of these lands being Egypt, Turkey, and Greece. When these mystery schools were attacked, and when efforts were made to cease their functioning, those in charge of the teachings would remain viable and could be passed on in what is called the future to other entities also seeking the same truth. Therefore, those who call the gypsies have been wandering from home to home and land to land and from age to age throughout the history that has been written upon your planet, and few there are of those entities remaining true to the teachings which they sought to preserve unto this day, for all teachings are subject to distortion, to loss, and to forgetting. Question. If I remember my raw correctly, Turkey was a repository both of people from Mu and for people from Atlantis after both of those lands sank, but mystery schools were Atlantis' strong suit. It would be logical then to suspect that it is Atlantean mystery schools that were the basis of the gypsy's store of knowledge. Is that correct? I am Latwi. And I'm aware of your question, my sister. This is basically correct, for the lineage of most of these mystery schools is traced to the Atlantean era, its middle and latter portions, though some few of these schools were in existence as a result of other cultural influences, specifically speaking now of the Egyptian culture, which was able to maintain an identity unique even in the times of the Atlantean culture. May we answer you further, my sister? Yes. The other question is the teachings of these systems, which are called mystery schools, are they at heart a purely service-to-others-oriented school of teaching? I am Latui, and am once more with this instrument. These mystery schools may be generally classified under the areas which you are already familiar with, as the tarot, the astrology, and the tree of life, or that which is more commonly known as ritual magic. Each attempt at codification of the path of seeking the one creator has, as its foundation, the service-to-others polarization. Through the ages, each system has undergone various distortions, as those in those trust they were placed have altered these teachings, some alterations also being of service to others polarization, others being of the negative polarization, what you would call the service to self polarization. The amount of distortion within each system presents the greatest difficulty to the student of the system or Many other additions, shall we say, or fields of knowledge have been blended with each of these three systems and has resulted in a system in each case which is quite far removed from the original. Therefore, both these distortions present in each system and specific distortions of negative orientations present. The student of each system with the greatest difficulties in penetrating the symbolism involved in each way of knowing. Yes, I have a question. Why is it that some people I know are so afraid of the supernatural or the unknown, they feel that somehow it's something evil. And to me, it's just knowledge. Why do we have this different opinion? I'm Latouille and I'm aware of your query, my sister. The unknown to those who do not seek it is a great mystery, a great challenge, and represents to such an entity the part of its own being which is yet unexplored. 
and is unexplored for there is some reason within this entity to fear that part of itself which it has not chosen to explore. For each entity holding the view that that which you call the supernatural is evil, there is a unique reason for this view. Many entities fear that which they have begun to find within their own being, that which expresses to them some ramification of the supernatural realm, but which they have had some difficulty in comprehending. Many entities have had some kind of experience of a supernatural nature early in their incarnation and have been unable to assimilate its occurrence and its meaning within their being, and this new information has so overwhelmed their ability to assimilate it that they have in fact shoved it aside and forgotten it on the conscious level. Yet it remains in their unconscious as a possibility for further exploration. If only they would journey that path, yet the fear of further journey remains, and only this fear filters into the conscious mind so that the similar experience of another will again trigger this fear within their own being. Question? Well, they don't really fear evil. They just fear fear itself. Is that it? I'm Lutuian. I'm aware of your query, my sister. The fear is the result of the difficulty with the experience at a previous time. And that which is feared might also be forgotten so that only the fear surfaces. The fear over a long period of time might itself begin to fade so that only the coloration of what the entity then describes as evil remains. That which is feared is most often called by your people's evil. I moved to a channeling right after around April 25th, 1982. Now these are important because this is prior to Quo calling itself Quo. This is when Hatan, Latui, and some of these entities spoke separately. This is happening during the raw contact. So some of these I find very interesting in relation to Quo. I am Hatan and I greet you my friends in the love and in the light of our infinite creator. What a blessing and a privilege it is to be with you this evening. This evening we would speak to you of your rainbow beings and that which you call sin. As you proceed in your meditations and in your reflections upon your daily lives, you will no doubt grasp the fact that when you achieve something in your inner life, it does not seem to be apparent on the outer planes of manifestation. This self-judgment is not only unnecessary, but in some cases unhealthful. When you are in meditation, you are within a point of light, such as you visualized at the beginning of this session. This white light, so full of love and purity, enfolds you with peace and calmness, and indeed does lift up your consciousness into a realm which may be considered to be the kingdom of heaven. When you return from this state to your daily life, you return to a dazzling rainbow of experience, all the colors of experience, all the hues of feeling and emotion are available to you. The white light has been splintered into a visible range of a variety of experiences. The nature of what you call sin is twofold. Firstly, there is that which the entity, which you may call your society, names as sin. We examine this instrument's mind. Within this instrument's mind is a sin to wear a checked material with patterned material when donning the clothes which your peoples feel are necessary to cover their bodies. This, my friend, is an apparent sin which has no meaning whatsoever. Many, many of those things which you do which are not acceptable to others fall in this category, having no spiritual reality. The other category of what you call sin is inherent of the nature of your rainbow being. You must understand yourself as containing everything. 
Whatever you see about you or hear in one of your news programs is a mirror to yourself. Do you hear of a rapist? You are he. Do you watch the trial of a murderer? You stand with that person waiting to be sentenced. Do you see about you those whose argumentative qualities are such that trouble follows them as a wake follows a fast-moving ship? You see the ripples of your being also. Each entity is potentially capable of all things. It is a function of your biases, your preferences, and the circumstances of your particular situation as to what will test you and what will call forth from you the reactions which you will later judge. In all cases, it is undeniable that each entity will at some point fail to polarize totally towards service to others. We speak not only of those in this room, we speak of all those in your density. All will fail from time to time. It is an understandable as one who enters your school system as a young child and is asked to count two plus two. The child works upon its fingers and says the answer is five. This is the nature of what you call sin. It is an error. There is no judgment necessary for an error. We would ask, my friends, that as you look at yourselves, instead of judging yourselves, you simply make note of any errors that you feel you may have committed, any defaults that you may have sustained in striving towards love and light, so that at the next testing you will not repeat the error. And yet, my friends, if you repeat the error again, you are only exhibiting one hue of a magnificent rainbow. You are still a portion of the Creator. You still have the birthright of the great wholeness and perfection of that white light. And you can at any moment, by any act of will and faith, remove your consciousness from that of judgment of self and others into that vision of the white light which sees all things as whole. My friends, it is written in the holy work that you call the Bible that the master known as Jesus was an advocate for your sins. This sentence and those like it have caused many among your peoples to fear greatly the great array of possibly sinful acts and to put their trust and their hope in one who was both man and Christ consciousness. We offer to you the possibility for your consideration that the entity known to you as Jesus, being the perfect example of one who saw the white light during a great portion of his life, may then offer to you the shining lodestar, that which has been seen as example and inspiration for the Christ consciousness, as you may call it, is within you also, just as all the errors and all the mistakes have their place in your being. You may call in your mind upon any outside influence. You may put your trust and your faith outside of yourself. But we say to you, my friends, to the best of our understanding, all is within yourself, including the master known to you as Jesus. Why is it that among your peoples, it is so easy for you to see yourselves as sinful, which is true within the bounds of your language and is so difficult for you to see yourselves as perfect, which is also true within your language. Have you looked kindly upon yourself this day, my friends? And have you looked kindly upon others? Have you seen the rainbow? Oh, my friends, the colors are so lovely and beautiful. And it is with the greatest love that we rejoice in each of you, just as you are in what you would call an imperfect state. Let yourselves too rejoice in the uniqueness of your being and doggedly and quietly and confidently continue that patient path 
of finding the white light that has been splintered into every color that you see about you. You are rainbow beings. You may consider yourself as you wish. You may spend your life concerning yourself with how far you have fallen short of the perfection of the Creator. You may scold yourself unceasingly, and having made yourself miserable, may spend a most productive life creating misery for others. Or you may look deeper. How deeply do you wish to look within the colors and the hues? Do you fear that you will find darkness? Be unafraid. You are creatures of the one infinite creator, the creatures of the light that is so powerful that the universe is one and you are one with it. How then can you fear? Whatever you do and have done and whatever you shall do does indeed fall short of yourself. How many people vary from your requests of them? Look closely and deeply and carefully and find the source of the rainbow. Every cell of your body is greatly composed of water infused with the white light that surrounds you. How brightly shall you radiate rainbows of being? I leave you now, my brothers and sisters, in the love and the light of our Creator. I am known to you as Hatan. Jim Channeling, I am Latwi and greet each of you in the love and light. It is our privilege once again to join this group to offer our service in attempting to answer the questions which each of you brought with you this evening. Question. Let's talk about the white light. If I judge myself because I have failed in something and if I judge my fellow man, I understand that I diminish the white light about me and I am somehow of a negative influence as I move about people. Do I understand that pretty well? I am Latwi, my sister. We may say that in general your grasp of this concept is correct. We may comment further by suggesting that the activity that you may call judgment does provide a barrier through which efforts to proceed in the evolutionary process are halted for as long as that barrier restrains them by its existence. By this we mean to say, when an entity judges the self or any other entity, the entity then is affirming the illusion of separation in that entity, is saying one person or activity is less than another and is to be shunned, when in truth all beings and activities are one. To accept the self, no matter what the activity or behavior or thought, is to accept the self or another entity as part of the one creator. That is not to say that certain behaviors or thoughts cannot be improved upon to reflect ever more closer the unity with all beings, but is to say whatever the experience an entity encounters, whether within the self or within another self, the entity is seeing the creator experiencing itself. The entity is seeing the opportunity for growth into further realization of that unity presented. To fully utilize that opportunity for growth, one must, if one travels the positive path, accept the activity, the self, and other self involved for this acceptance, then reaffirms the unity of all creation. Question. Lately I've been having dreams that have been coming true and I was wondering maybe if I may have a certain ability. Could you explain this a little to me? I'm Latwi and I'm aware of your question, my sister. We may comment only generally upon this most interesting topic. We might suggest that indeed, as does each entity, you have certain abilities. These abilities are focused about the general concept of being of service to others. In your particular case, you have a certain openness, a certain receptivity to messages from planes of existence which are normally considered outside the one which you presently inhabit. You are now developing this receptivity 
in order to be of service to those about you. And this development is, shall we say, making itself known in certain ways which are becoming more familiar to you. But these ways are not themselves the heart of your ability, but only reflections of that ability, much as though one would see a scene reflected in a mirror. Your abilities lie deeper within your being and are of a nature which shall be most helpful in your future, as you would call it, as you begin to bring through certain inspirations and ideas from deeper parts of your own being and other realms, shall we say. Question. I need some information about this and I would like to have your recommendations on this about a friend of mine who I believe to have a contact with the Orion group. Could you explain to me how I should encounter him or interact with him in daily activities and explain to me what his contact is? I am Latoui and I'm aware of your query, my brother. First of all, we may not, shall we say, engage in judgment of the source of any type of contact, such as that which you now speak of, for to do so would be to lend a heavy, shall we say, opinion upon the mind of another entity and weight the judgment or discernment in such a fashion as to abridge the entity's free will. Concerning the second portion of your query, we might suggest when you meet an entity which is of a special concern to you that you treat such an entity as being your own self, which is to say the acceptance of such an entity is of paramount importance. If you feel in your daily round of activities and interactions with this entity that you might be of service by sharing those concepts which are cherished by your own being, this you may do. There might be some suggestions concerning your understanding of how information can be helpful to entities hearing it. You might share, as with any entity, those feelings which are part of your being, but all the while remembering that you speak to yourself. You speak to the Creator, and all words have only the value which the ear hearing them gives them, and each ear and each entity has the right to hear and act according to its own desires. For each entity is the one Creator experiencing the creation and learning those lessons it deems important. That's helpful, what you have said so far. I have another query in the same area. Should I feel any kind of fear in this interacting towards? I was reading in the raw work about a possible lessening of our positivity because of this interaction. Should I be afraid of that or should I look at this as possibly a catalyst in helping myself learn and possibly this other individual? I'm Latoui and we are aware of your question, my brother. To begin, there is no need for fear, for fear is that energy which is most used and fed upon by those entities you describe as negative. The method or means of interaction with any entity to be most helpful to all concerned must needs be that action which reflects love, self-acceptance, and compassion for all concerned, for this reaffirms the path of positivity, the reality of the unity of all creation. To fear is to assume that the illusion of separation is correct, for to fear is to engage in that separation by feeling some part of the unity stands apart from yourself and is other than yourself and has some intention of harming you. Though there are those within the creation of the Father which pursue this path and would intend such harm, it is but an illusion to those who travel the path of positivity, for those on this path within the heart of their beings know that all is one and that there is no need for fear of the self. Question. Is there by interacting with this individual Will any harm come to the, our group? I'm Latouin, I'm aware of your question, my brother. To continue, we may not predict your future, for we are unable to determine the path which an entity may take. Therefore, the effect is unknown, 
though we might suggest chances are quite small, given your present orientation, that there would be any delirious effect on your group. Question. Would you comment on the prevalence of cancer? I have so many friends who have died of cancer, and there seems to be no cure that we know of so far. Why so much cancer? I am Latouille, and I'm aware of your query, my sister. The cycle of evolution which is now ending upon your planet shall be finished, shall we say, by those entities which have the greatest chance of graduating from this cycle into the next. These entities now incarnate and have been incarnating upon your planet for some time. Such entities before incarnation realize that there is a certain distance, shall we say, that must be traveled, certain lessons that must be learned before the graduation may be achieved. Therefore, these entities are most likely to program great opportunities for learning into their incarnations. These opportunities serve as catalysts for growth in a great variety of areas. At this time upon your planet, there are catalysts of great intensity being provided by such entities for the learning of the lessons needed for graduation. One of these catalysts, as those who have read further in what you term the raw material, have discovered is that catalyst known as cancer. The cancerous growth is usually a result of an entity's inability to balance the emotion which you call anger with the emotion that you call love. Those entities who feel the anger, the frustration, the heat of the emotion of separation for any other entity or for the self or even a situation are providing themselves with the catalyst known as cancer. If the entity is unable to accept, forgive, and love that entity or situation from which the anger was first felt, the anger is like the cells within the body which begins in one location. Fed by the great reservoir of energy known as anger, the cells begin to grow and spread, nourished by the heat of the anger. And when this anger then is not balanced with love, the cancerous condition does begin to consume the entity which first began the generation of anger. For each entity upon your planet is every other entity, and when anger is felt toward any it is reflected to the self and this reflection of the heat of anger does begin to consume the entity which began it the simple cure as you would call it for the catalyst known as cancer then is the acceptance the forgiveness the loving of that which first felt the anger question i have had this back pain for so long sometimes worse sometimes better i asked the christ consciousness a couple weeks ago to remove it and heal my body because the New Testament indicates that is possible and the thought came heal yourself would you comment on that I am Latouille and I'm aware of your query my sister any ailment be it physical mental or even that known as spiritual has a lesson to teach the lesson most generally has to do with the acceptance of the creation some aspect of yourself some aspect of the creation with which one is intimately concerned certain ailments reflect those lessons which have been programmed before the incarnation to serve as shall we say training aids so that the entity might not forget the need to learn that lesson other ailments are when in the physical vehicle simply symbolic representations of the frame of mind which has not yet been able to accept a portion of itself in each case the injunction to heal the self is another means of saying to the self that there is some portion of the self that needs to be accepted as part of the self whole and perfect and when this acceptance is made deep within the heart of the being then the entity shall realize the unity of that portion with the self and with all creation and shall be healed of that known as the ailment which served to the point of which needed to be accepted. Oftentimes, all that is necessary is the faith, shall we say, in an entity known as a healer. At other times, it is necessary 
that more work be done upon the self by the self. The intensity of the lesson to be learned determines the intensity of the effort necessary for the entity wishing to be healed to make. Question. The first question is that for the last day or so I've felt extremely warm and have my hands have gotten really cold. And as this happened on other occasions, I've wondered if somehow I might be sending light because of the Falkland Island crisis. In the past, I've felt extreme warmth when the president had the assassination attempt and the other time when there was an assassination attempt on him. Is that this warmth somehow sending light to those crisis situations? I am Latwi, and I'm aware of your query, my brother. Though each entity has its own unique means of dealing with these situations, which your peoples call crises, we may not comment upon the particular means of any specific entity in its response to such a situation, for it is most important for each entity to look upon those experiences of its complex of mind, body, and spirit for its own inner guidance. We may suggest beginning with the supposition which you have just articulated in your meditative state and allowing that supposition to travel its own path in your mind thereby revealing to your own awareness the cause of the sensations which you have explained. That explains that. Thank you on that. I have another question. I was reading in the raw material about blockages that occur in our energy centers. This will probably be in violation of my free will and you can't answer it, but can you tell me if I have any major blockages now? I am Latoui and I'm aware of your query, my brother. We may begin by agreeing that to comment upon the specific configuration of an entity's energy centers would be an infringement for each entity must find these blockages and begin the process of balancing through its own efforts otherwise there would be no reward for the entity to reap the reward then would go to our complex and we would not wish to take this from another we might suggest in general that if an entity exists upon your planet in the third density the entity has blockages in the energy centers for this is simply another way of expressing the fact that each entity has incarnated to learn certain lessons before a lesson can be learned there must needs be the distortion called a blockage of the knowing or the learning of that lesson a bias must exist in one direction before it might be balanced with a bias in another direction each entity therefore seeks to learn what configuration of blockages is unique into its own being when an entity becomes consciously aware that it seeks to evolve in mind, body, and spirit, then the entity is ready to travel that path through the energy centers which reveal to the entity those areas that are blocked, those areas that are open, and shall reveal to the entity the path of its own unique spiritual journey. Question. In the raw material, it talks about one of the ways the Confederation makes contact now is through dreams, what we call dreaming, and I was wondering, a friend of mine this week, the last couple of months, I have noticed very definite spiritual growth. And this last week, he did some sleepwalking and woke up with somewhat of a positive message. Was this an example of what I refer to in the raw materials? I am Latoui, and I'm aware of your query, my brother. We do not mean to be short, shall we say, of information, but again, find it an infringement to comment upon a specific experience or experiences of this nature occur to entities for the very purpose of providing a mystery which must be solved. The entity so experiencing this mystery then hopefully shall be intrigued to pursue the mystery to its solution. The path of pursuing this mystery does then provide the entity with an exercising of the spiritual desire to seek the truth. To exercise this desire is to strengthen it, and in the seeking shall come the fruits of the seeking, and when the mystery has been solved, then that portion of the seeking will have served its purpose for the entity. 
we might suggest in general that experiences such as this experience are those which can be used by confederation entities, by personal guides, shall we say, and by other portions of the entity's own being, those portions being within the subconscious mind, each of these particular types of communication has a purpose and that it provides a mystery which then inspires the seeking further. Question. I should be grateful because I've never had any physical pains, but I would like to get more energy. Is there any particular pattern or method that a person can use to obtain more energy? I am Latoui and I'm aware of your query, my sister. That which you seek as the increase of the energy level of your complex of mind, body, and spirit has many potential sources of increase. We would spend a great deal of time explaining each, but this would be the work of many sessions such as this one. In general, we may comment by suggesting that the care of the vehicle that you inhabit in its physical and mental form by the proper and unique configuration of food intake, of rest, of exercise, and of the stimulation of the mind complex in its developing of a framework for the spiritual energies to pass through are, of course, the most general and helpful means of increasing the energy levels of your complex of mind, body, and spirit. As an entity undertakes the path of the spiritual seeker, these general suggestions may be altered. For each entity shall experience these sensations of the vehicle which it inhabits, which reflect the, shall we say, efficiency of those lessons which it has incarnated to learn. Therefore, as an entity becomes more conscious of its own spiritual seeking, those suggestions which we have given as general guidelines might be greatly altered depending upon the entity's unique means of learning lessons and upon the entity's success in learning those lessons. For example... It might be that as an entity becomes more sensitive to its environment, as it becomes more attuned to the unity of all creation, that certain foods in their grosser forms might need to be eliminated from the diet. When in the beginning stages of the seeking, these foods were felt to be the most helpful and provided the necessary ingredients for the energizing of the vehicle. Therefore, we cannot say specifically what would be most helpful for increasing the energy levels of your own complex of mind, body, and spirit. For to do this would be an infringement upon your own seeking, which you now undertake. We may comment in general upon your desire to increase this level of energy by suggesting that within your meditative state, you may be able to discern those means of increasing that energy level by certain activities. This type of meditation might begin by viewing the entity which is yourself as it proceeds through its day and encounters that known as fatigue and view this process as a series of lessons that are being attempted. By gaining the overview, shall we say, of your particular means of learning, you may also increase those levels of energy you now feel are in deficit. May we answer you further, my sister? No, thank you for answering me very well. Thank you. I am Latoui. We thank you. We are most gratified to have been able to speak with your group this evening. We thank each entity present for allowing us to attempt to respond in our meager way to those concerns that are upon your minds. We wish each to know that we value greatly each query for our possible response. We know that each entity present brings these queries as treasures of their own being in which they feel there is a lack of completeness in which they seek to complete imperfection. We wish each entity to know that the perfection of the being which you are at the heart of your seeking is that perfection which has always existed within your being and shall always be there. The questions which you ask are simply the means by which you shall eventually realize that perfection. We are honored that you have asked us to join you in that seeking. And we ask each entity to remember that the true answers to any question that you may ask already exist within the heart of your being. 
and you shall find them as you continue to ask your questions. We leave this group now in the love and light of the one infinite creator. We shall look forward to being with you again. We are known to you as Latwi. We leave you now. Adonai Vasu Boragas. So I chose these channelings because of their nature, a little bit different than the other channelings. When you hear Hatana and Latwi, they start off some of the channelings without question, having unique and specific messages. And I enjoyed both of these for that. They're both unique and different, but you can still see the way in which they are answered. You can still get a feeling that this is all quo. It's interesting to me that they resonate so much and that resonance is powerful. So in the first channeling, Hatan sort of begins by talking about present day experience. So you get a feeling that when they're channeling and when they're working with this channeling group, that beings like Hatan and Ra that make up Quo are in consciousness with everyone. So they mention the birds in the background and the nature of your natural environment. Sometimes these little subtle comments give you an idea of the nature of their channeling. Some might be frustrated in relation to these channelings as opposed to Abraham or Bashar because they don't like to get super specific and they don't like to violate free will. So there's some really amazing answers that they could give that they avoid giving. The idea in the first channeling that is important is that we are in a world where crazy stuff is happening all kinds of crazy stuff and we are going to face catastrophe and there's prophecies of doom and not to get caught up in that not to get caught up in the fear of that that if you focus on the dimension of love whatever is going on in the world that you're learning those lessons the days to come my friends are indeed a life and death situation but these are the ingredients of which your illusion has always been made so you prepare that part of yourself which shall endure and you prepare for joy not for catastrophe don't over amplify messages that say on this particular date something terrible is going to happen the bad guys are going to destroy the earth the evil cabal is coming to destroy everything all of that stuff creates fear and it is not your focus even if it's all true you want to prepare for joy don't prepare for the bad stuff that's happening and we get a very fundamental lesson from this that if you feel in separation from those around you that you must remember that they are you so when you look at the rapist on tv it's you when you look at the murderer, it's you. These are all ripples of your own consciousness. And the world around you is a reflection of you. They continually tell us to embrace this. Neville Goddard tells us to embrace this. Joseph Murphy tells us to embrace this. Reality Transurfing talks about the mirror world. This is one thing they all have in common. Everything is a reflection. So battle the part of yourself that claims that you are separate from others that claims that you're superior to others that looks at those terrible people that you see online and says they're nothing like me 
I don't consider them in the same realm as me. Let go of your anger that builds up in these situations. Because it's creative and it can cause cancer, as we learn from this. It's the distortion of anger that causes this. That's the catalyst that's there. So you're constantly learning this unifying message that all around you is you, the creator. So stay on your path in learning and remember these subtle and important suggestions that what you see around you is you and go within to resolve this separation within you. And you will learn the lessons of love in the most fantastic ways when you learn to love those that you seemingly dislike. Learning to balance these emotions is important. So let me know what you think. And there are a bunch of other channelings we can explore from those earlier years that have some really beautiful poetic tidbits of information I may explore in the future. In any case, you can find all episodes of The Reality Revolution at therealityrevolution.com. And welcome to The Reality Revolution.